Coming up on TechEdge, it's Google Apps. Hi, I'm Guy Trenin. And I'm Medal. And this is TechEdge. And today we're going to talk about some Google Apps, some of them new, some of them old, all of them really, really helpful when you're working in the classroom. So what are you going to start with? Well, first, I'm going to talk about Translate with Google. And this app's really great for if you want to translate English into another language, or perhaps you want to translate French into English. So you can use a variety. It gives you mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different languages you can use. And you can translate it into any language that you'd like. And you can see how a translation like that works, and sometimes how it doesn't work. Because you can flip the languages between translations. And so it's an interesting game to see how much it works and someone, how much it doesn't work. And it shows students how a complex language can be, but also how a, the services and the technology can help us communicate across languages. So right. That's the first one. Right, and the second app that I'm going to be talking about is actually called Google Catalogs. Mm -hmm. And this app allows you to go through and pick catalogs that they have listed on there, and you can look through the pages, and you can do favorites, and then you're able to make collages from those. And really great thing is for teachers, they can use it to help the students make stories, so they can do their own collage with the mm -hmm. stories and the pictures, and then they'll be able to kind of have a visual to help them write. And you don't need scissors and you don't need the mess of paper that comes after that, and you can save it and you can send it, so it could be fantastic. I'm going to talk a, a little bit about G-Tasks, which is a way to get Gmail tasks or Google tasks on your iPad. I'm going to talk about two new apps that came just recently. One is Google Drive, which is the cloud service that Google offers, and the way it interacts with the iPad, and Google Chrome, which is the browser that works best with Google Apps and with a lot of the services that, we, that I like best and I think that will work well in the classroom. So this is the marriage of two of the best things that have happened, I think, in the classroom as far as technology. Google has done fantastic things to put uh, the software together and the web-based services that we really like. And the iPad is the perfect instrument to use in the classroom. And now we finally have them working together really, really well. So it's worth looking at. OK, let's go to the first app. And you're going to start with Translate? Translate, yes. OK. All right, well, you can kind of see we're messing with Hebrew, translating it into Arabic. And so you can kind of see some of the examples that we have there for, I want to say, hi, but not goodbye. And, and it seemed to be, with simple sentences in everyday language, it seems to be doing a fairly good job. It's when the language becomes metaphoric that it's really hard to translate between languages. So that's always a challenge, but try something. Let's say from English. Let's try, it. try something from English. So from English, we'll say, hello? So there you can see the translation. Into it, Arabic. Into Arabic. And it gives you also the what type of language it is. So it's a noun. So it gives you all that information as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it does that in the original font. So uh, that's really, really nice. With some of the languages, you can actually hear the sound. In some of the languages, you can't. So not all languages are there. So if you look, 
at the languages, it tells you which ones will work and which ones won't. So one of the things I like about this app is that you can use the speaker and you can speak now. And you see that in English it has the text and this is the translation to Arabic. And the ability to speak into the machine is a nice addition. So kids don't necessarily have to write, they can also just talk and they can also try to see if the machine is perceiving them in a different language. So you can, for example, in a French class, have the kids speak in French and see if it translates back to English correctly. Okay. So this is the Google app translation. Okay. And next one? Well, this app is actually called the Catalogs with Google. And so right here I have it pulled up onto the main screen and you can just see a variety of all the magazines that they offer. So if you want to pick on one like Bloomingdale's, maybe you're in a shopping mood, you can kind of look through each page. And you can click on it and then it'll flip through all the pages. So that how do you cut? So then to cut it to make a collage, mm -hmm. you can actually, so if this page was something that I really like, I can make it a favorite of mine. And then mm -hmm. I can go down here to the bottom and I'll say collage. And I can pick one, for example, this, and I can choose from my favorites that I've listed. And then I can drag the picture down to so help me kind of make a story. So each page is a picture. Can I crop that page? Can I crop that? Mm -hmm. Yes. So the answer is yes. Yes, you okay. can crop it. So okay. you can make it, maybe you just want to focus on this picture, so mm -hmm. then you can crop that. And That's it'll disappear. And then this will kind of help if you want to make it with students. So maybe I want to write a story about a girl who goes on a shopping spree from Bloomingdale's and she picks out the perfect outfit at the end of the story. So, okay. And it's all free. And all the magazines are catalogs. So mm -hmm. you can put it all together, but it all comes from different catalogs mm -hmm. that are available through Google. Right. So I can still use other ones that I wanted. Maybe I'll have an orange in there so then I can use these pictures and I can make them small and I can rearrange them for whatever order I want them to appear. And can you shift them around? So can you turn them? Yep. Oh, okay. You can turn them. I can add text if I want. It allows me to do pictures. I can change the background. Okay. So. So a great way to get kids creative and to really get some ideas going for writing, which is fantastic. Yep. Okay, and I'm going to start on our next segment talking about Google Drive. When you go into Google Drive, what you will see is access to all of your files. And I have actually a lot of files in mind, so I've organized them in folders. Although I'm not a very organized person, I had to at one point or another. And you can see that you have the things that are in your drive, you have your folders, and if you have just regular files that show up just before, and you navigate very easily through. So these are classes I teach, and it'll retrieve all of the documents that you have available for those. And so that's Google Drive. It's access to, I've got about five gigabytes on Google Drive, so there's a lot of information out there. One of the advantages, any Google Docs that are shared with me will show up as well in the shared with me. And that is, again, a very quick way to get access to a lot of your files. In this case, this is a file, this is something from school. But the important thing here is that 
the text is extremely crisp, extremely easy to read, and that's very helpful if you have a lot of documents on Google Docs, you want access to them everywhere. It's very crisp, as I said, very, very readable, and uh, this wasn't the case with Google Docs on the iPad before. So it's a great improvement for those who want to use it. So again, this is called Google Drive. The next one I want to talk about very briefly is Google Chrome. Uh, Chrome has been, very, has been a, a browser for quite a while for computers, but... And it's actually really friendly with the iPad compared to... It is to very friendly with the iPad. Safari. And it's more user-friendly, and if you have the same browser on your desktop or on a laptop or anything else, you can actually get the same information shared between computers. So I can have access here to one of my computers, my work computer, and it'll tell me what were the last pages I looked at. In this case, it's Facebook, but it can be anything else. So it'll allow me to have access to other things that I have on, uh, on Google Chrome. So that's Google Chrome, a browser, very effective, talks to your other Google Chrome uh, if you have it on other computers. So I find that, again, as a fan of Google, I find that very, very helpful. The last thing I want to talk about is G-Tasks. And G-Tasks, I, I think I've talked about this before, but I want to mention it. It's a way to get your Google Tasks to work on the iPad. And you can see that I have multiple categories for things that I want to remember. And I can go into any one of those and see what are the tasks that I have to still do. So it shows it. And anything that's already checked is something that was finished. Anything that has a circle around it is not done yet. And you have the ability to set for any task a due date and have any notes that go with it. So you can have more or less. You don't actually have to set a due date. You can just leave it open-ended. But obviously, then it won't show up as something that is due. It, this app also will tell you if there was something past due. So it'll have a little counter that will tell you how many tasks you have due. And that's helpful as well. If things like that makes you anxious, then you probably don't want those. And you can set it so it does not have those little counters. So you don't constantly try to go and resolve tasks. And tasks are not always something that we can get resolved on our own. So not everything can be done in a day or two. Uh, so you want to be open-ended. But you can see that here, there's the there are 10 tasks that are not done on mine, and now I feel anxious and I need to run and go do them. You've just been Googled. See you next time on TechEd.